And that's how you eat an elephant. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Finally back in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. And still in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been on a tour. I mean, if you can count going to Gatlinburg and back via Chattanooga, then yes. I do. But it was a nice little jaunt. We stayed in these really nice, cool, like, tree houses and as you mentioned last week on the incredible john Cusano, uh, that good interview yeah there were bears bears just walking around and listen last time i was there we stayed in an airbnb that had it was a three-bedroom condo e airbnb that was festooned with i think chainsawed wooden sculptures of bears bears are a whole <laughs> thing in that area and absolutely and i did not encounter any actual real live ones but you certainly did yep it is part of the course in that part of the world especially in this season but it was at a respectable distance and we the reason why we saw them at all was because we brought our dogs uh, dogs are very good at detecting bears hmm. uh, believe it or not yeah that's how we even knew that they were there like literally the people next to us who were on the porch at the same time we were didn't see them huh and I wasn't going to like, be like, hey, there's a bear over here. Like, I wasn't going to like yell at them. <laughs> then the bears would know that right. we knew that the, they were there. That's right. That's right. You want, to, you, want, you want to be stealthy about the bears. That's the thing. Indeed. The key thing about bears. Yeah. Got back on, I think, Friday. We did. It was Easter, so we had all the family things and all of that. And now I'm just back in the thick of things. I did manage to do a scripted video this week, though, which uh, it's been a couple of weeks. I've been able to supplement it with our wonderful podcast content mm -hmm. uh, on the YouTube channel. But, you know, Nam starts tomorrow. Right. We have some of our buddies who are out there scoping things out as we speak. But there was a particular product that was updated that I was already a customer of that I'm really excited to share with you guys. And if you go to our YouTube channel on Friday, you can see some absolutely game-changing applications for using Ableton Live. It's a real big deal. Yeah. And I'm just, I, it's a lot. It's a, it's going to be tedious and time-consuming, but I think the juice will be worth the squeeze in this one. Nice. You, this is the thing you've been playing with for the last few days. Yes. Uh, I have been sharing my progress in the, in the Patreon Slack, which has just been popping off. Mm -hmm. um, big wins for us. We actually, we have our first female patron. That is a massive um, win, honestly. We've talked about, she's brought stuff in before, Christine Moser. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we actually got a patron as we were setting up for this call. Welcome to Adam. Uh, he's a not brand new Adam, patron. Not another Adam. Yep. There's another one. You know what? You could be a patron too. All you have to do is go to our first website. Well, first, legally change your name to Dan. You don't have to, wow. but you should, we'll put the link in the show notes so that you can go and do that. That's one thing that apparently we haven't been doing the past few weeks. I'll we'll make better. sure that yeah, we'll all the it. links go in We'll do it. and um, join the conversation. We're having a good time. Boom. So what's been going on with you, man? You know, I've been playing this uh, weekly trivia show. My folks are in town. My okay. Parents, they live in Salt Lake City and they are in town here with us for a week because it's the kids eat spring break. And so they're going to spend some time with the child, which they haven't been able to do because we're across the country. So it takes yep. something. And then we're going to go to the beach this weekend. It's going to be super nice. But they're coming to my trivia show on Thursday night. They're really excited. It's just beside themselves. They've seen me play a few times. But most of my gigging life has been here on the East Coast. I, I left Salt Lake City when I was, um, I, I mean, I left for college and kind of never yeah. came back and never gigged in Salt Lake. So they've come to some of my shows when they've been out here and we've timed some stuff so they could and that kind of thing. But this is the first time they've come to the trivia. They're really excited about it. And sometime back, 
the patrons will remember, I was at the end of my rope coming up with themes. And I asked my wife, like, what would be a good theme? I, I, I can't, I guess, I'm a lot of ideas. What's a good idea for the trivia theme? What should the theme be? She said, your mom. I was like, great, done, your mom, great. And so it. It, it, I did Ship a show. It. I put together a show that was all references to moms, songs about moms. Um, oh, yeah, we had a blast it, coming up. Yeah, with and the patrons really, really had some good ideas. And so I'm reviving that one for this week's show. This week's show's theme is going to be your mom, and my mom will, in fact, be in the audience for it. Are you doing She's a Bad Mama Jam? I am. That is on the list. That is on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love and it. also the Lenny Kravitz tune. That, uh, Mama said, that which is not called Mama said. No, it's always on always the run. on the run. Um, but that riff that opens it, which is written by Slash originally. Yep, killer. Oh, so yeah, good. We, and then I found a video. I don't know whenever it was that of Guns and Roses yeah. playing that song, Kravitz sitting in with them with Lenny, and it's got like a whole other oh, just layer of deep. just oh my god stuff on uh, it. Just so much strut in that. Yeah, it's incredible. Seek that out. Uh-huh. Well, fantastic. I mean, it's take your parents to work. Take your parents to work day, yeah. But there's beer. There is beer. That's an important part of it. That's an upside. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, here, uh, an upside of having a standing weekly acoustic gig worth two bills a week is that I can buy some gear again. It's been a minute since I've had a standing regular weekly gig that was funneling cash to my pocket that I could spend on gear. Relatable. But here we are. And this week, I have acquired a thing that. I don't know if it got noisy in the whole guitar sphere, musician sphere of the internet, or just in the Patreon Slack, but suddenly we became aware of this thing. It's the Daddario Backline Gear Transport Backpack. Okay. I am currently in possession of one. It arrived yesterday. And here's the beauty. I have been used to walking into an acoustic gig with one of my PA stacks. Uh, It's um, Mm -hmm. Electro Voice 50 tower speaker works great for acoustic yep probably i could have gotten away with a 30 for the kind of rooms i'm doing but the 50 is overpowered for that and fine it's great i use a second one for the full band i walk in with a cable file duffel bag that has all kinds of cables in it i walk Mm -hmm. in with a big long bag that carries mic stands and i have two can-am really tough good portable bulletproof mic stands that i that i gig with yep. and then a backpack that has all the little stuff you know your extra strings and your bag of custom picks and in-ear monitor you know and then the spares of all those and the, just the backpack all the junk you need so those three things the the cable file with the cables the mm-hmm. mic stand bag and the old backpack have all now consolidated into the didario backpack and i'm now going to be traveling two bags lighter than I ever have. And um, it's kind of a game changer. I got to say, it's an impressive bag. It's well-structured, well-built. It's the first backpack of its this category that I've ever had that, like, empty would stand up on its own. It has enough structure to be right. vertical on its own. I'm excited to use it. The, the one thing that I think is a little dishonest in their marketing mm-hmm. of it is it's got this idea where you could strap mic stands to the sides of it. It's got two straps that you can attach mic stands to the sides of it. And that's all fine, except that the mic stands I've used, they are using some kind of like extra compact collapsible mic stand that collapses down to the size of this backpack. My Can-Am mic stands that collapse as small as any mic stands I've ever seen are probably a third taller than the backpack. So they're gonna, they, they, they still attach to the side and carry along with the backpack, but they're not compact the way that Dario is kind of showing mic stands being as they're attached there. It's probably fine. It's probably not a big deal. I'll yeah. see in 
a couple of months if I'm super annoyed by it. But overall, I'm real excited. The main cavity of the backpack has customizable chambers that you can reshape and redesign to fit your stuff. And so I spent some time yesterday getting all my stuff transferred into it. And I'm very excited to do my first show with it tomorrow night and see how it goes. I think I got everything I need in it. We'll see if I messed up and leave something at home. I don't think I will. But I'm very excited about it. Now, here's the downside of it. The price of it is a lot for a backpack. It runs about 220 retail. Um, oh, wow. So it's a bit of an investment. But if you're shedding two big bags you got to carry, kind of worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice to be leaner and, dare I say, meaner. Mm. Yeah. We'll see how mean I am. We'll find out. Yeah. I mean, it, all of these things have to be sussed out. And for me, I never have an opinion about a bag for about a year. Because mm -hmm. that's how long, it, that's how many gigs it takes to see if those zippers hold up and the seams are well built and the proof is in the pudding and the proof of the pudding is in the eating. So I'm going to eat it for a year and then we'll see. Best of luck to you. Thank you. So the other thing that we found out this week that was pretty entertaining is uh, we're a big hit in Romania. I wish I could say hello in Romanian, but even Googling the we, word we hello... Yeah, we looked it up. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's pretty it. challenging. Yeah. But yes, last week we were number 20 in the top music podcast in Romania, which is uh, always fun. I don't know what happened, but um, every once in a while we just get this weird spike. I think we're also charting in Tanzania this Tanzania. week also. Yeah, we, we, we fell off in Ireland. We were hot in Ireland for a while. Yep. Maybe they just, they moved. Whoever that oh, person was. Maybe our listener a, a in Ireland minstrel. moved to Tanzania and then... Yeah. Yeah, and then Romania. I, that could be, maybe. yeah. Maybe they just had like a really long layover. It's as good a theory like as any I've got. Yeah. Who's to say? But yeah, it's been really fun just connecting with all of y'all. Of course, you can also go to the all new coverbandconfidential.com. It's got a total overhaul and we got to start replenishing the blogs. We've, yeah, you know, we lost them in the uh, transfer. So if you are a person who has something to say about this world and you want to be a guest blogger, Email us, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Send us a, uh, an article. Maybe that was how we met. It's true. Dan was my guest writer. Look at us now. Here we are. So let's get into the meat of the conversation for this week. And um, it's interesting talking about look at us now, because when that whole process began, we were very different people. <laughs> That's true. And we uh, thought different things. And it is incumbent upon us to ingest new information and life experiences and hopefully that impacts the way that you feel about things. Mm. So, you know, when we started this whole conversation, we were pretty confident in the, we're band leaders. We lead these bands. These are our projects. Some have been more democratic than others. I've always been in the benevolent dictator position, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. though I have been accused of being an asshole on occasion where <laughs> I was asking for input and then ignored it. Right. And I would say for the last nearly 10 years of this project, that's worked. You know, we've been able to build a following and a reputation and keep ourselves as busy as we want to be, but things change. Mm -hmm. And we've had conversations on past episodes about things like burnout and going through seasons where it's like, man, this... I'm not really looking forward to this. This isn't something that I'm like waking up and being excited for. And the thing that I feel like I've landed on is that I've been the guy for long enough. And honestly, hearing John talk about it last week, I'm ready to let some stuff go mm. and bring my guys in. Yeah. For me, it's, it's just like, I don't have the bandwidth to do all of the things. I've worn all the hats all the time. Yep. And um, I just can't. <laughs> 
right now. Yeah. And that's understandable, you know? I mean, working professional uh, who's also a parent and a husband. I'm also doing all of his content stuff, and it's just like, it's a lot. Yeah. And so in order for this project to continue on and operate at the level we can, I need help. Yeah. And so uh, with our music director stepping down, it definitely opened up some conversations about, okay, well, are we going to try to find somebody else who's going to fill this role? And in the process of kind of thinking through all of these different changes, it really occurred to me, I've reached out to the guys. I'm like, you know, cards on the table, we're going to need to have a meeting and kind of figure out who wants to do what, because I, I just, I can't do it all right yeah. now. Yeah. That's kind of the, where I've landed as of right now. What parts of it are, and, and I mean it, like the big it, all, everything, everything. Mm-hmm. What parts of it are non-negotiable for you? What parts do you feel like you, I don't know, need, but want to be the one to deliver on? I think there are certain things that are, I mean, inevitably I have actual assets in this project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I think sparked this is that I went to update WordPress on our band website and it was built around the time the band was originated. So right. it's, you know, six or seven years old. And I've just kind of been updating things as best I could as time went on. And uh, apparently the the shoestrings and chewing gum uh, <laughs> were not enough. And the whole site just crashed. I tried to do all the fun PHP resets and disable all the plugins. And I just, the site is gone. Yeah. So I've been rebuilding it. And that kind of lands on, okay, well, if this is changing, what else needs to be updated? What else needs to be adjusted? And so for me, I think the branding the marketing, the design, the aesthetic, that's always going to be something that I feel pretty strongly about yep. and, and want to have some say over mm-hmm. because it's been the thing that got us this far. But there's other stuff like just the day-to-day operations, the administrative work, those kinds of things that I don't feel need a specific personality behind mm-hmm. and I could easily hand it off to somebody else. So sales, contract management, event follow-up, event advancing... Yeah, all that stuff's up in the air. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because uh, again, I, I'm, I'm good at those things. I've got experience with it, but yep. it's not. It does. It's not rocket science. If you are in the business of building working relationships with people, like you, anybody can do that. Yeah, and so, you yeah. know, I, I've, I've worked with some organizations where there were leaders who had been around for a long, long time, and everyone sort of treated them like they were demigods, you know, like they were entrenched and not in a bad way. None none of this is criticism, but like the people participating in the organization looked at those people like they were going to provide the leadership and we're just here to support that. And then a couple of times I I can recall those people stepped away, retired, Mm -hmm. you know, something. And the space that was left when they stepped away enabled a lot of people to really flourish yeah, and, and grow in ways that they didn't even know they could, you know, because it was a shocking thing for me to get that senior mature leadership can be a very oppressive phenomenon. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we've all been in a situation where somebody is quote unquote in charge, but is quite literally choking whatever their project is to death. Well, um, yeah, I'm not even necessarily saying that. I'm just saying there's there's a way well, that... Well, I'm saying it. Oh, okay, fair. I've had trappy boxes. <laughs> fair. Yeah, no, no, totally. That's a thing, too. Uh, no, no argument. But even in, even when there are good bosses, an entrenched bossness puts a cap on the kind of innovation that's possible. 
Absolutely. And you can fall into habits and it kind of work from, well, this has worked for us. This is how we do it. Yeah. Those are relevant things. Yeah. No, it's, it's that, that, that experience has value, but if what you're doing in your new business operations is replaying past experience, then that's a limit on what's possible. Yeah. And that's really where I'm at. We've done things a certain way and that way has been my way. Mm -hmm. And I think there's certain things that just need to change. And, and you do that by allowing other people to step into those things and, and to try things that have worked for them in the past yeah. and just question the way things are done. Yeah. And as the person in charge, as the quote unquote boss, it requires a certain amount of open-handedness yeah which is a very businessy term yeah but basically being willing to give people the reins on on things and and let them try stuff yeah and, and not without training all that experience is valuable but someone new is going to see it different they're going to see different opportunities totally so that's the main thing um if we run a band we are bosses mm -hmm. it's the way that things operate and you want to be a good boss and not a bad boss and sometimes the best way to do that is to just give people opportunities to step up totally and do their thing totally and put people that have a particular skill set in charge of the things that you suck at yeah because i'm not good at lots of things yeah this week has reminded me that i'm not good at ableton at all <laughs> well. and i'm trying to learn because that might be something that does fall in my lap because i i do have you know at least of everybody in the group, I've, I've the one who's, who's stared at it the longest. Right. But sometimes that's how you get the job. I feel like that's always like the running story is that singers are never singers. They're guitar players who just became the singer because no one else would do it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I, I got to be in charge of things. It's just that I was the person that was like, well, we need to do this and nobody else is doing it. So I guess... <laughs> That's also the thing I'm doing. Right. This band has turned me into a web designer, apparently mm. a, a terrible one, like graphic designer, video editor, music director. Uh oh, content like, writer, so many things. Lead vocalist, lead uh. guitar player, rhythm guitar player, bass right. player. Like, right. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've done, done lots and lots and lots yeah. of things. Yeah. And um, it's awesome because like you look at bands like the Pork Tornadoes, everybody's got like a job and they, they have the band structure in a very specific way where everybody gets to do the thing that they're really good at. And ultimately the band is super successful because it's got five dudes or four. I can't remember the one. Yeah, four-ish. Four I think they bring it in. Four-ish yeah. people all working hard, doing their best in the field that they're good at to make that band successful. Yeah. Successful they are. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like a little bit of that. And, and I just know we've had these conversations with our drummer and our guitar player. They're like, they, they want to, they want to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And so let's let's do it because like i said it's been working so far but there's definitely things that we could be doing better and um and it doesn't have to that, that, crucially it doesn't have to be you doing every piece of it yeah but i mean that's the hardest thing because you you got to be willing to let go yep. and, and the, the next few months are going to be an exercise in my ability to do so and, and the thing here's what i predict you're going to be confronted by first it's going to be can I trust other people with my project? Yep. You'll get over that. You'll be able to mm -hmm. trust other people with your project before too long. But that that's the first thing. The second thing is, oh, these people are taking my project places I didn't expect it would go. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Am I all right letting the project get big enough to be these other places? Look, maybe maybe somebody who comes in is going to want to kind of franchise your concept, like we talked with Pisano last week. You yeah. know, whole new territory. I got. I want to do. You know, <laughs> I want to do a members only in Miami. I don't know. I have a good friend who I went to college with, played music, whatever. He wants to get a band together, and if we can just copy and paste the brand there, boom, it'll explode. You know, some other person's idea that gets the gets the project bigger than you imagined it. Like, yep. are, can can you get okay with the project growing beyond your vision? And that's hard. Yeah. That's that. It seems like that's just good news, but for a person who generated the idea, that's hard. So these are the kind of things I think you'll you'll need to. I, I'm excited to be on this journey with you because these are great things to have to confront, and I predict them in your in your future as you as you head down this path. Yeah, there's there's going to be some growing pains, and and yeah, it would be awesome because I can only envision the thing that. I started off with. Right, exactly. And so somebody's ability to not be emotionally attached to what it's done so far yeah, and can just see its core components and where it can go is yeah. uh, is, is crazy yeah. and, and, and would be beneficial ultimately. But, you know, we can't do this forever. I mean, we can still do it for a while, Yeah, but it would be nice to um, be a human being sometimes also. <laughs> and for this yes. to be yes. a, uh, an yes. actual business and not just a very expensive and uh, financially draining hobby uh, like the IRS thinks it is. Right. No, the IRS, <laughs> for, for them, financially draining. I have said to some people, you know, in my work life, as I've talked about this, like, I would call this a side hustle if I ever made money at it, but really it's just a self-funding hobby. I know for a fact we have listeners who it's a different ballgame than that. So, sure. thank God. So, In conclusion, be willing to uh, to bring people in because... Sometimes you don't have to do it on your own. Sometimes you do. Yeah. And there is definitely value to doing things on your own and learning new skills and jumping in feet first and learning as you go. But uh, at some point, maybe just let somebody who's good at it do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And let people discover. And cut them in, you know? Cut them in. Give them, yeah. Yeah. Make it worth their while. And then allow people to, to discover skills they didn't know they had. That's a thing too. For sure. That's where I'm at. Love it. It's, cool it's really exciting. It's really exciting. I know it's, I know it's um, challenging. It's, it's a lot. That act of just sort of opening your hands and letting other people take your baby, um, tough. But boy, what a moment. What a moment in the growth of a project. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, time will tell. Uh, much like your uh, Didario bag, hmm. um, you know, we've got, <laughs> we got to see how it shakes out. That's exactly you know? right. How, yeah. you know, how resilient is uh you know, right. is the fabric of, yeah. of this How group. How well built are those zippers really? Yep. We shall see. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got for, uh, for this week. We, uh, we got started late and, um, you know, hit every speed bump we could <sighs> to get here. Yeah. But we're also going to try and shift things to a, uh, a different night because we, we've had to move the date, our dates around so much. I think maybe this new setup will work. I know that you've got some weeks you're going to be off and I've got stuff where I'm not going to be available. So we're going to do what we got to do. We will adapt and overcome. There you go. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Said it a thousand times. Uh, just really appreciate all you guys tuning in every week. We've gotten some uh, some folks who are downloading the contracts and asking questions. I had a really fun conversation about contracts with one of our clients today. I will throw a pro tip out. I think this is just a fun thing to do and everybody should do this. If you have a contract, put something that's glaringly incorrect in it. The point being that you want to make sure that people read it. 
And uh, we're doing these contract negotiations with a group of people who have lawyers in their on their team. And so when they picked, they were like, oh, there was this thing that was written in curriculum. I was like, ha ha, thanks for reading. That's our that's our thing. But the it's trick- like the, It's like the, the M&Ms. Well, yeah, but in this case, it's not annoying It's or, or time consuming. It's just that in the enforceable section of our contract, it says state of California. Oh. So it's pretty innocuous, but if they don't mention it, then odds are there's stuff they, they didn't read they, the contract exactly yeah so there's your pro tip for the week be on the lookout for the review of this thing on friday there'll be a discount for said product once you go and check that out and um that's pretty much it so we'll just let adam from the van band take it from here sounds good and that's how you rock more and suck less hey listener this is adam moskowitz of the van band out of south florida yes another adam adams are taking over the cover band scene get used to it sorry dan on behalf of cover band confidential thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode now i know you want to support this cast so this is how you do it you subscribe you leave a five-star review you share this episode with your musician friends and you throw a screenshot on your story and you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all the socials you got facebook instagram youtube tiktok all of them these gentlemen adam johnson of members only and dan ray of the clinky lincolns have graciously given us vast amounts of great content so as a thank you go ahead and send them some green energy on their patreon page for real send them some digital coins and when you do that you'll get access to the slack back channel which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band the wins the losses the behind the scenes goodness if you play at least once a month for money all i'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown, and southeast florida i play guitar and bag of vocals at adam moskowitz music on ig also follow the cbc host on ig that's at adam patrick johnson and at dan ray musician or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods i'm gonna go ahead and call it for adam moskowitz in boca raton florida that was your outro bumper on coverband confidential always be performing (laughs) 